4 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. It is Thursday, 4 p.m. right here. It means it's time for Arabology, the weekly radio show that comes your way and attempts to expose you to music coming in from the Arabic-speaking world, music that is alternative in nature and uh, very new to many. Today's show is dedicated to tolerance, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the uh, selection that I've brought you towards that theme. Allah, 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 Allah,
the amazing vocals of none other than Tania Cassis, known also as La Soprano du Liban, uh, greeting us on this uh, wonderful Thursday afternoon with a cry for tolerance. This was her uh, Islamo-Christian Ave, which mixed the Ave Maria with the Shahada, also known as the Muslim Call for Prayer. Uh, I bet you never heard something like that before, where you've got a Christian prayer that uh, melts into a Muslim call for prayer in perfect harmony. Let's begin our journey today in North Africa. Let's let the group Labes lead the next set that is going to take us through a musical journey through North Africa and its rich musical culture. I'm not going 
digging those smooth and creamy sounds that you're hearing on KZSU Stanford? Contact our underwriting department at underwriting at kzsu.stanford.edu or give us a call at 650-723-9010 and one of our happy DJs will be so pleased to hear from you. Thanks and don't forget to keep on listening. Four twenty-seven p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford ninety-four FM. You're listening to the Arabology Show with yours truly, DJ Ramsey. I'll be with you today and every Thursday until uh, six p.m. Hopefully, you've been enjoying the uh, Arabian journey or musical journey we've been on. We began this journey in uh, North Africa, and we heard uh, quite a bit of uh, gorgeous music coming from that region. The last song you heard was by Zohar. It was called Idhalil, and it was taken from their album. Qibla wa Qubla. It's an amazing album that contains a lot of uh, North African shabi and uh, folk music uh, all uh, meshed together in perfect harmony. Before that, we heard uh, from, well, ha, nobody needs to introduce him. It was uh, Rashid Taha, uh, probably one of North Africa's best known singers, very, very uh, well known in uh, France and in Europe, and also in the US from his uh, new album, Zoom, we heard, well, the Arabic or Arabicized version of the classic It's Now or Never. And uh, on that uh, track, he was accompanied actually by Jean Ad, who was singing the uh, lyrics in English, while Rashid Taha himself sang the lyrics in Arabic. Uh, we uh, Before that, it was, well, an equally amazing uh, North African singer. He's Algerian. He's got Moroccan citizenship and his new album C'est la vie contains quite a bit of gorgeous gems that blend French and Arabic together he his name is Khalid uh, simply known by one name Khalid and we heard a track called Samira and we began the set today well with the group La Besse and from the album Identité we heard a track called uh, Bashar El Khair I would like to um, dedicate today's 
show to tolerance. And I'm uh, towards that theme of tolerance. I wanted to speak a little bit about an album, but with an, isi- with an initiative by a group named Al-Qaus for Sexual and Gender Diversity. Uh, this album called Ghani An Tarif was released. Its uh, subtitle is Youth Music and Sexuality Project. And uh, from that album, uh, I chose two songs today to uh, premiere for you right here on the Arabology show. Both songs, as you may guess, uh, speak of uh, uh, equality within society, especially for the LGBT community, and includes a bunch of amazing artists, all singing in Arabic, including uh, Haya Zaatre, Joan Safadi, uh, a group named Jama'a Taksir, another one is Abu Rabus, we've got Rula Azar, and uh, Maisa Dao, all together uh, contributing various tracks to this album uh, called Ghani An Tarif. And since the album is in Arabic, let me read to our Arabic listener just a little bit of the description of this project. Ghani An Tarif hiya hikaya musiqiya mabtin hakaktir. Hikaya an tabi'a mensiya, an aqni'a maz'uma, an qawanin tuhattimuha al-aghani, wa an urjuhat al-hawiyya al-jinsiya wa al-jandariya. تحلق لتبحث عن نفسها في فضاء عربي محلي. This was the introduction to the project, the Ghani عن التعريف project and CD. For more information, you can check out www.ghani.net. That's www.ghanni.net. It is a free project and it is a free website where you can download for free the entire album. So I'm going to be playing two tracks from this compilation album today. The first one is by uh, is a duet by Joanne Safadi and uh, Haya Zaatre. Together they recorded this amazing song called Jitu Ila Ahli, which means something like I came to my family. And uh, the lyrics are gorgeous, the lyrics and melody by Joanne Safadi himself. Here are the lyrics in Arabic and then I'll attempt a little translation. Jitu Ila Ahli ولم يقبلوني طرقت الباب لم يفتحوا لي وداعا يا عروس البحر أنا راجع إلى بير السبع نزعت قناعي لم يعرفوني حاولت جاهدا لم يصدقوني جئت إلى أهلي ولم يقبلوني طرقت الباب لم يفتحوا لي and translation of these amazing lyrics in Arabic goes something like this I came to my family but they did not accept me I knocked on the door and they didn't open it it's goodbye to the bride of the sea I am returning Turning to be at a sabah. I pulled off my mask and nobody recognized me. I tried very, very hard to fit in, but nobody believed me. I came to my family. They did not accept me. I knocked on the door, but no one opened the door for me.
The mission of the International Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission is to secure the full enjoyment of the human rights of all people and communities currently subject to discrimination or abuse on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, or HIV status. The IGLHRC affects this mission through advocacy, documentation, coalition building, public education, and technical assistance. To find out more about the work of IGLHRC or to help support their efforts, please visit www.iglhrc.org. That's www.iglhrc.org. 4.45 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I am your DJ Ramsey, and we just heard, uh, well, two songs taken from an album called Rani An Tarif. And that album includes, uh, well, various artists who got together and recorded songs specially for this album and for this project, which aims at erasing homophobia from the Arab world and specifically from Palestinian societies. They got together, did this album, and the website that accompanies it, and uh, you can uh, listen to more tracks from the album if you like there for free. The website is ghanni.net. That's G-H-A-N-N-I dot net. Uh, the two songs we heard from that album, uh, the last one was Qasida uh, Shirira, and that was by a group named Jama'a Taksir. Jama'a Taksir uh, can be translated as something like broken plural. And we ha- before that, we heard that gorgeous duet by uh, Joanna Safadi and Haya uh, Zatre. It was called Jitu Ila Ahli. The next set will be emphasizing uh, soothing music coming in from the region, including the specific sound of the oud uh, that is spelled O U D. It is a Middle Eastern instrument that looks like a guitar but has like a, a big belly and uh, produces a beautiful sound. It often is used in sad melodies and instrumentals. We'll be listening to uh, such instruments and uh, songs over the next set coming to you from uh, KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. The next part is for relaxation.
4.56 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. You're listening to The Arabology Show with yours truly, DJ Ramsey. I'll be with you until 6 p.m. today. And every Thursday, we are also streaming live at kzsulive.stanford.edu. And in case, ladies and gentlemen, you are having problems uh, understanding the names of the songs or the artists that I've been playing, well, fear not. You could always go to zookeeper.stanford.edu, and there you can search uh, this show's playlist, which I try to keep current, and uh, any playlist, frankly, uh, from any show right here at KCSU Stanford. And uh, there you'll be able to find the spelling of the songs and the track. Again, the uh, the website is uh, zookeeper.stanford.edu. This is your captain speaking. We will now begin our ascent to 90.1 FM. Flight attendants, prepare the cabin for liftoff. Seatbacks and tray tables in their upright and locked position. In-flight entertainment brought to you by KZSU. The latest charts... The dopest music reviews and the list DJ playlists. All available to you at zookeeper.stanford.edu. You are now free to move about the cabin. We just heard, ladies and gentlemen, a group from Egypt called Masar Igbari. They sang a song called Wana Kulli Ma'ul. Translated, it means something like every time I say that I'm giving up on Egypt, Egypt pulls me right back. It's an album from this Egyptian band uh, called Masar Igbari, and their album is Iqra Al-Khabar, which means read the news. Before that, we heard a beautiful composition, this instrumental by Khalid Al-Jaramani, and it was called Farah, in French, Joie, in English, Joy, and it was taken from the album Athar, Athar loosely translated as Impression. And let's uh, continue our relaxation and meditation period with uh, a song or a track by Muhammad Abu Zikri and uh, Hijaz. I chose a song called Sur la Route from their album Chaos. Uh, Sur la Route means On the Road. And uh, the album is really uh, a credit to virtuoso Oudist Muhammad Abu Zikri, who leads this Franco-Egyptian ensemble that he formed in 2010. Abu Zikri studied with Nasser Shamma at the Oriental Oud House in Cairo and received first prize for uh, the under-18s at uh, the 2009 International Oud competition in Damascus. The album Chaos is a fusion of Arab, flamenco, Roma, free jazz, blues, rock with rapidly shifting rhythms, styles, and harmonies composed by Abu Zikri himself and arranged by guitarist Guillaume Hogan or Hogan. (laughs) 
Since 1971, Doctors Without Borders has delivered emergency aid to people affected by armed conflict, epidemics, natural and man-made disasters, or a shortage of healthcare services. On any given day, as many as 27,000 doctors, nurses, water and sanitation experts, and other medical and non-medical professionals are providing assistance to people caught in crises in dozens of countries worldwide. Nearly 90% of the funding for this Nobel Peace Prize winning group comes from private sources. To donate, please visit www.doctorswithoutborders.org. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 5.11 p.m. right here at KCSU Stanford. You are listening to the Arabology Show, and I am uh, yours truly, DJ Ramsey, attempting to take you on a musical and cultural journey through the region. I hope you've enjoyed the melange of music that I brought your way and that I will continue to bring your way today until 6 p.m. But in terms of uh, shifting focus a little bit to uh, people that come from the region, fascinating people whose work and whose careers broach the region in in very interesting ways, I would like to uh, play for you right now an interview that I conducted with Luis Karim, who is a TV producer for Al Hurra TV. Now, if you've never heard of Al Hurra TV, it's probably because you don't live in the Middle East. It is an Arabic channel that is funded by the American government and that aims at, uh, well, promoting democracy in the Arab world. Al Hurra TV has uh, many, many programs that are of interest to people in the Middle East uh, as well as Arab Americans. And uh, Luis Karim, who is a producer for that TV station, uh, is uh, also uh, responsible for a show called Al Majalla, which uh, airs on Al Hurra TV. This is the Arabology Show, and this is uh, DJ Ramsey with you. And I have with me today a very special guest, uh, Luis Karim, who works for Al Hurra TV. Uh, Luis First of all, let me welcome you to Arabology and to Stanford University. Well, uh, hi, Ramzi. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey that led to your position with Al Hurra TV? Uh, we were recruited. Uh, me and my Lebanese colleagues to come to the United States and uh, fund this uh, American TV channel uh, funded by the U.S. government uh, and broadcast in the Middle East, North Africa, and Europe, and uh, to promote democracy in the Arab world. Uh, so uh, our mission, it wasn't really easy in the beginning. We are more highlighting on the Arab-American people they live in United States and what they achieved in the United States. I travel a lot to do uh, storytelling stories for our program, Al Majalla, which is a weekly program. And I've been in this business for 21, 25 years, actually. So by in November, I celebrated my 25th year in this business. When I was asking you about your journey, uh, I really meant like when, you know, were, did you know you were destined to do this? Was this something you've always wanted to do? Or was this something that happened to you along the way? I grew up in this artistic, you know, environment. And uh, I graduated with fine art. I started my career in advertising in at Laserfilm. After that, um, I had many, let's say, opportunities in uh, marketing uh, and then TV with the NBC. Ah, in, and, in Lebanon. In Lebanon. So this is how it started. It's, I switched from advertising to TV production. I started with them as art director on a musical and then technical director 
and then director. Mm. From 99 to 2003, and then I came to United States with Al Hurra team, and uh, here we go. Yeah, because Al Hurra is uh, is uh, centered in Washington D.C. Is that where the main uh, studios? Yes, are? our headquarters are in Springfield, Virginia. Uh, we do have a regional office in Dubai. We do have another office in Beirut and another office in Egypt. So being with Al Hurra for 10 years now, how has it changed through these 10 years? Do you feel that uh, they've changed in terms of their focus and also in terms of their outlook? The era of any TV channel, it, it should keep on going up and up and up and up. Because, you know, like, um, there is always something new that you have to be up to date about it. Uh, you have to always do some new things to get more audience. You have to work more and more on your look. So it will be always catchy mm -hmm. to the eye. Mm -hmm. And find uh, good subjects. So sometimes it's not easy sometimes uh, things goes in a different way that you want it to because according to what's going on in the region where you are when you where you broadcast like the arab spring had changed everything all the directions all the grid uh, all the the things that you uh, was planning to do and then suddenly they go in a different angle mm. Uh, especially now you have the social media it's crazy so you have to be always running I mean uh, every second there is something mm -hmm. if you are uh, if you are late yeah. someone else got the opportunity and got the scoop and um, he got it yeah so. so you're saying that the competition is much fiercer now oh yeah big time yeah big time and especially sorry to interrupt you but uh, now I mean we are moving to the digital world I mean everybody use a smartphone where you can watch all the live streams on the on the uh, on the smartphones so everything is going digital mm. so uh, regardless if you broadcast HD or whatsoever as long you have your smartphone and you have the app of any TV channel and you can go in and watch the live stream and watch the replay programs and get all the information news that you need, mm. why you have to be sitting in front of a TV channel? Yeah. What are some of the most difficult aspects of, of interviewing people? What do you find the most challenging, the most difficult in terms of setting up uh, an interview? Well, uh, let's do it this way. The process start with a good story. You do your research accordingly. Uh, you start putting in your mind the way how you want to introduce the story to your viewer. Then you make your contacts with the person. Then you prepare your production. You know, you travel. You do your interview. It's not a Q&A, what we are doing. Mm. It's not like, you know, I walk in, I have a producer with an earpiece and he giving me like, you know, ask this Ramsey, ask Ramsey this question, mm. you know, so it's not. I'm preparing everything, you know, because I'm a producer director. So I have to know my subject very well from A to Z. And I have to know things outside of my paper and outside of my questions. So that is a question which kind of 
a layout of a storyboard or a layout of a script. You know, the way how I'm going to take my story guidance and toward an, a certain angle. And before we start this storytelling, because for me, my guest, he is telling the story about himself. It's not like a QAA interview. Mm-hmm. He's telling the audience who he is, what he does, how he get here. So the most important things before you do a top camera is to break the ice between you and the interviewee. Wow. The most important thing for me is to keep things authentic. I mean, there is lots of people, uh, sometimes they will ask like, please, we need to see uh, the questions. I mean, once you prepare the question, there is no authenticity. Mm. There is no, uh, what we call it in, Ara- in, in Arabic, afawiyyi. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. You know, where you can sometimes see his eyes sparkle mm. or he, he pose a little bit to think about something. Those moments in the editing, they will give you the transition of make it more human, of showing him who he is. And then you go back, you do your transcript, and then you start reading back again the interview from the whole, from A to Z. You highlight the big moments of the interview. And then you put your remarks next to the transcript. So the puzzle is in front of you. So you see the puzzle, and then you decide how you want to manage this puzzle. This, okay, so sometimes things goes completely the opposite way of, of what you are seeing it on paper. Because he gave you some information that you didn't think about it, and this information could be the key and the cue for the story. Mm. It could be like the beginning, or it could be the ending. Mm. So this is how you repuzzle your script. Putting the voice over, choosing the right music, select the right Um, footage you know and you make it clear on paper in front of you and then you go to the edit suite fascinating fascinating facts about the behind the scenes uh, uh, procedure that goes on before we see the end product so when we tune into Al Hurra's Al Majalla TV and we see this very polished uh, 20 minute interview with somebody well I don't think many of us realized until now uh, how much work went into that moment and into creating those 20 minutes exactly Ramzi and I want to also highlight that Al Majalla program it's really 22 minutes it's a hard work team we are four producers always on the go always on the go in all the nationwide mm-hmm. you know uh, to, to catch all those amazing stories they, they are really interested to our viewers in the Middle East North Africa and Europe and to tell the people about those people they live here you know how they are so successful how they are, you know, like uh, really integrated in the society uh, and they are very well, you know, uh, uh, recognized. So it's a team effort. It's not only a one-person show. It's four people on the go. And at the end, you have a maestro. And the maestro, for me, honestly, is the person who put the things together is the editor, 
definitely he will follow your script you are next to him and uh, you are working with him you did all your research about the music the feeling but at the end you sit you discuss with him your vision how you see the piece it should go you will listen to the music and you let him you know like oh i see this piece of music could be good for an intro so we can start with and this how he will create the mood of the story. Louis Karim, it's an honor to talk to you, to speak with you and to get to know you. And thank you for coming to Stanford and for spreading a message of uh, beauty, of peace and of mutual understanding between East and West through your work. Well, Ramzi, um, first I want to thank you for this great opportunity. And what you have now with Arabology, it's really an amazing message. I mean, to, to bring this like, you know, the Arab Anglo program, And uh, at the end, I mean, we are proud of our heritage. And now we live in this great country and we need to give more. When you work in the media, uh, there is no end. Well, thank you, Louis Karim. I'm delighted to call you my colleague and now my friend. Shukran. Merci, Ramzi. Merci, Lalak.
We just heard a, a track called Ya Man Hawa. This was actually a, a classic poem or a poem in classical Arabic uh, that was originally written by a poet named Saeed ibn Ahmad ibn Saeed. The song you heard was by Abdurrahman Muhammad along with the group uh, Breaking the Boundaries. They are a Saudi group and they do this kind of music where they bring old poetry written in classical Arabic and set it to this gorgeous music that you heard. And uh, the lyrics go ya man hawahu a'azzahu wa adhallani kayfa as-sabilu ila wisalika dullani anta alladhi halaftani wa halaftani wa halafta annaka la takhuna fakhuntani translation is uh, a call from somebody who's been rejected by their beloved saying oh you whom i have loved and you have degraded what is the road to your love Please show me the way. You swore you'd never betray me. And then you did. A sad song there by uh, Breaking the Boundaries and Abdurrahman Muhammad. And before that, well, that gorgeous, gorgeous live tune you heard was by Lebanese songtress Tanya Saleh, who uh, single-handedly has revolutionized what is known as independent and alternative music in Lebanon and in the Middle East. From her latest album, Live at DRM, we heard a gorgeous ballad called Yimkin Lau. Ladies and gentlemen, my uh, hope today is to bring you a show that kind of focuses on tolerance. And uh, this part of the show is uh, really dedicated to the beautiful uh, uh, projects that include uh, Israeli singers singing along with Arab singers sometimes, or Israeli singers who, uh, in their music, broach songs in Hebrew, in Arabic, and in other languages. Case in point is... Uh, the Idan Rachel Project, uh, and uh, their CD by the same name is really a, a masterpiece that combines music uh, in uh, in Hebrew, in Arabic, in other languages, and beautiful instrumentations from that CD. I've chosen a track called Azini. So let's kick back and enjoy that song as we travel on, uh, well, the last leg of our musical journey through Arabia. Thank you. 
كتير نحنا منا سيم منطير ومنرتد على التدمير بس تتشرق بسؤال عن تدهور الأحوال بيسكتوا كبشعارات عن كل المؤامرات
That was Pangea, ladies and gentlemen, and a beautiful instrumental called Nassam Alain Al Hawa. Now, if the melody sounded familiar, that was probably because you know that song with vocals. And that would be, of course, made famous by the ultimate Lebanese diva, Feirouz. Hope you enjoyed that. Before that, ladies and gentlemen, it was the ultimate Lebanese group. They're called, they're called uh, simply Layla's Project in Arabic, Mashrua Layla. But with the amazing vocals of uh, their lead singer, uh, Hamid Sinno, it was a track called Lil Watan for the nation or for the homeland. And that was taken from their brand new album, Ra'asuk. Now, I don't need to say too much about Mashrua Layla because if you've ever tuned into the Arabology show, you know that I'm a big fan of theirs and I try to play at least a track from this amazing group every show. And we began the set today, well, with an Israeli singer, songwriter. His name is Idan Reichel and uh, his project is the Idan Reichel Project. We heard from that album a track in Arabic. Yes, an Israeli singer singing in Arabic. How beautiful is that? It was called Azini. The track Azini is translated as uh, Comfort Me. Ladies and gentlemen, as I attempt to uh, wind down the the show, uh, I thought maybe we would uh, uh, take one last uh, trip through Arabia and through a song made famous by Feirouz. This one is called Hela Hela. I'm going to bring you a different version of Hela Hela. It's half Arabic and half bluesy. It is by a group named No Blues. They come from the Netherlands and they take traditional Arabic music and famous Arabic songs and they blend them with folk and with blues and with bluegrass and they do it in such a way that it, it hopefully will appeal to people in both the East and the West proving once again that East and West can and do belong together. My very special thanks to to uh, Luis Karim, TV producer from Al Hurra TV, who granted me that amazing interview today. My thanks to all the artists who contributed through music to today's theme of tolerance in the Arab world and beyond. One more note before we go to Hela Hela is if you have any comments about my show, please fa- feel free to check out the show's. Uh, Facebook page, which is at uh, facebook.com slash Arabology. Ladies and gentlemen, four minutes till the Peninsula Report. We will end with Hela Hela by No Blues. Ma'asalama. Shukran. Merci. Goodbye. Adios. Shalom. And thank you.
Mr. Say 